to the Disney at Work, Disney at Play podcast. Whether it's work or play, we help you find the magic through stories, ideas, inspiration, insights, and all things Disney. I'm Jeff Kober, and your host for episode 37. Our podcast is just one way we bring the Disney magic to you through our websites, YouTube videos, Facebook live events, books, programs, and so much more. Whether you're a new fan or a longtime member of the club, there's something for you, and we welcome you to this podcasting hour. We cover the parks worldwide, near and far, and we love to share those things we enjoy about Disney. If you're near the internet, you may want to follow along with us during or after on our DisneyAtWork.com and DisneyAtPlay.com website, as we have extensive show notes as well as takeaways for you. Stay tuned at the end of the show, as we will have some additional places you can go to to experience the world of Disney no matter where you are. Today on Disney at Play and Disney at Work, we're talking about Sinbad's storybook voyage and a song from this attraction called Compass of Your Heart. One of the really great privileges I've had is having some clients in Asia, and it's afforded me an opportunity to visit the parks in that part of the world. I especially love the Tokyo Disney Resort, and Tokyo Disney Sea is truly amazing. People who have visited that um, park probably have said more times than not that is their favorite Disney park of all time. And one of the favorite Disney attractions they note in their discussion of Tokyo Disney Sea is Sinbad's Storybook Voyage. Now, that's a little surprising because, boy, Tokyo Disney Sea is filled with amazing attractions. Attractions such as A Voyage to the Center of the Earth and Tower of Terror and um, Indiana Jones and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, and even their new Soren attraction, which is truly unique to that park. So Sinbad's is almost a sleeper hit. It, it's, it's a little reminiscent of the attraction that used to be at Wonders of Life that, um, uh, not making of me, but um, the attraction that focused on uh, Cranium Command, Cranium Command, which most people did not know much about, but once they'd seen it, it was like, oh, this is so cool. This is like the best attraction ever, it, but they weren't expecting it going in. It's the same thing um, with Sinbad's storybook um, voyage. There's, there's a couple of reasons why this attraction shouldn't work, shouldn't be successful, shouldn't be as well-loved. Uh, first of all, the location. The attraction is literally on the back corner of the park and is is almost kind of hidden from guests. In fact, when you enter, it's in the Arabian Coast section. There are different lands within uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, different um, 
different places like Mermaid Lagoon and Mysterious Island. And when you get to the Arabian coast section, the paths actually have you usually passing in through the first courtyard. And then you have to kind of go through an intimate alley to get to a second courtyard. Um, it's, it's become a little more popular in that corner in the last few years because Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride um, has also been added uh, next door to it. But honestly, it is not... It is not a well, you could really pass through the park and just have no idea that it was back there. So location is one of the first things that, that really um, uh, makes it difficult to, to know about. Second is, is that it's a language thing. The whole attraction is given in Japanese, which is kind of funny because it's a Middle Eastern story. I don't know that the Japanese embrace the Middle East quite like they do with the American West. Japanese love the um, American West. It's called Western Land at Tokyo Disneyland, and they love that cowboy feel and that type of thing. Um, but I, I don't know if they really get that with the whole language limitations. I, I certainly know that I don't because I don't know Japanese. And so as the song is sung, you really don't know what it, the words of the song are. So again, it's a language culture issue. And then the third thing, probably the biggest thing is it's not an IP. It's not Frozen. It's not Beauty and the Beast. It's not Little Mermaid. It's not even Aladdin, which is actually a separate attraction in the front part of Arabian Coast. It's its own story. And most people, although they've heard of Sinbad and the Seven Voyages of Sinbad, they've never likened it to a Disney attraction. So with those three things in mind, it really is surprising that this is as loved as possible. Now, when you go to the show notes page, we actually will have the entire uh, experience there in video. We recorded it last time I was there at Tokyo Disney Sea, and so you have a chance to see this, and and um, you really you're gonna have to you're gonna have to see it to understand it. It's a little bit like it's a small world, but again, the whole thing is set kind of in the Middle East and on the sea. And so, or the Seven Seas, and so it's a, it's it's kind of a different attraction than It's a Small World, but it's reminiscent of that. So why is this so great an attraction? Well, I think there are five reasons, and I want to count down to those reasons. The first of all, number five, it's uh, there's little weight, and believe me, with the thousands, tens of thousands that visit. Tokyo Disney every day, it's nice to find an attraction that you could sit down and enjoy and not have to wait in a long line or get out a fast pass in order to get into. You don't need a fast pass for this. Not even sure they offer fast passes for this attraction. I've never waited more than five or six minutes to get on the ride. And then also added to it is it's air conditioned. And at Tokyo, you don't need air conditioned uh, in the in the winter, but you do need to get out of the cold and snow, and so it affords that opportunity in the wintertime, and in the summertime, it gets you out of the heat and humidity, which can be pretty stifling in, uh, in Japan. So I love the fact that it gets me out of the elements and allows me to sit down and enjoy a show that, again, is about the length of its a small world. 
Number four, this attraction is beautiful. It is colorful. It has that beauty. It has that look. It's like they said, well, yeah, let's make a It's a Small World ride. But for Tokyo Disney Sea, um, there are so many details that you see as you go through this experience. You can't you can't see them all at once. I particularly love the fireworks at the conclusion, which are done with fiber optics. That's been done before, like in the Muppet show or in Mexico, but it has the, the shape of mosaic Arabic uh, designs uh, when they play out as fire. It's really very cool. Number three, there is a little tiger named Shendu, and you gotta love this little guy. He is so cute. In fact, you can't leave without getting a plush of this little little guy. He plays kind of wingman to to Sinbad through the show, and uh, and you just absolutely love him. You can even go and get a, a Shandu a tail snack. You've seen Tigger Tails in some of the other parks. It's kind of that type thing, although it's it's more savory than sweet. But you can get that nearby Sultan's Oasis, and then. Uh, Number two, terrific animatronics. There are plenty of them, maybe not quite as many as you see when you're writing It's a Small World, but they're larger uh, kind of dolls. They're really much more full. Uh, they're probably about a fourth or a third larger than the dolls you see in It's a Small World. They're certainly much more fluid. They have much more uh, mechanism in their movement. And, and then on top of that, they have this huge giant um, bird um, that comes from uh, Ruck Island and it is flying all above you. And then you come to another scene and there's this giant genie and uh, playing an instrument and singing along. And then you come to another section, there's a giant whale taking Aladdin and Shandu um, across the waters. All of these are larger, I would say larger than a Yeti at Disney Animal Kingdom. And oh, by the way, they work a whole lot better um, because at Tokyo Disney, they take great pride in making their animatronics work seamlessly and perfectly. And so that level of detail and that level of attention um, to the experience is so, so wonderful. And then finally, I would say the number one thing I love about this attraction is it's got the best song ever. Compass of Your Heart is to Sinbad what Small World is to its namesake um, attraction. Um, and that probably brings me from, and again, you'll want to go to Disney at Play and see the video play out. Um, I also show in uh, this attraction and uh, this article on Disney at Play, um, I also talk about how popular it is. It's hard to determine how popular it is because there aren't a lot of people lined up as there are on other attractions there. But I play this version. This song was written by Alan Menken. And um, he performs it for a D23 event in Tokyo Disney. I have the video uh, so you can see it. It's not his best performance. But don't pay attention to that as much as pay attention to the audience when he announces that he's going to play Compass of Your Heart. And as he plays through it, you can see people are emotionally 
uh, connected to the song. You know, you talk about building new attractions and, and other kinds of things in Epcot. I got to tell you, I think this attraction would be huge in Morocco. It would swallow up so many people and people would fall in love with it. And by the way, I really think that it needs to be considered as a Disney animated feature. Forget the fact that it didn't come from Disney animation themselves. It came from the parks. It came from Imagineering. It's got great characters. It's got great story. It's got great messages. It's got a great piece of music. And the piece of music is what I'm going to talk about next, which is part of my Disney at work uh, notes for this. It's entitled Compass of Your Heart. Now, to back up, I need to tell you that one of the things I love most about Disney is music. I have listened to Disney music all of my life. As a, as a small kid, I was able to get the Haunted Mansion album, which I talked about in a previous um, podcast or post recently. I had the Country Bear Jamboree. I had the Hall of Presidents. I had It's a Small World. I had the Enchanted Tiki Room. I had every uh, possible record album you could get. I love Disney. Epcot came out. I got those albums too. Um, I love Disney music. Oh, and I got all the albums too. Snow White and Pinocchio and Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan and and a Jungle Book and all of these different um, different movies. I love Disney music. You want to talk about my favorites? Well, we can't talk about it without first naming Zippity Doodah and When You Wish Upon a Star. In fact, in my family, we would ride with our kids when they were younger. They don't they don't quite do this anymore. But when we were younger, we would ride in the car on the way to the Disney parks and we would sing Disney songs. And we always began with Zippity Doodah and we always ended when When You Wish Upon a Star. So those songs are like mandatory. And then you get into songs like Chim Chim Cheree, It's a Small World, The Second Star to the Right. These are fantastic songs that I just have an emotional attachment to. And then you get to ones that a lot of people may not know, like Age of Not Believing from Bedknobs and Broomsticks or Lavender Blue or Very Good Advice. Those songs have emotional triggers to my soul. I'm telling you, Disney music is a part of my my heart. So when I talk about Compass of Your Heart, I have to tell you that this song is like a near anthem to my whole life's philosophy. It is, this song is the signature melody of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage. If you know it, um, I really had never heard the song until I visited Tokyo Disney Sea, but then I fell in love with it. I'm going to play a little bit of that music on this podcast so you get a sense of it. Note that it is in Japanese until you get to the final line of the chorus where he says, compass of your heart. So listen to this section and and feel the music. Listen to the orchestration. It is this full. It is this, it is this joyous as it plays in the attraction. So listen to this piece, compass of your heart. Sabri, 
And yet, of all the pieces he's written, I got to tell you, I absolutely love this song, Compass of Your Heart. The lyrics, um, I've written in the show notes, but I'm going to read them to you. There's also um, on my show notes um, a group who sing it in English. That's pretty much how I've been able to obtain um, the lyrics. Um, Although there's some additional... uh, there's an additional verse that isn't in the performance they give. But here's how the lyrics go. Lift your sails to the heavens and fly with the breeze. Steer straight towards the horizon and seek brand new seas. Life's awaiting you out there. And if you sail true, you may find a priceless treasure out there too. Tides may turn you and toss you and storms may arise. Harm may stand in the path where your destiny lies. Just reach out for a friend when you're lost and astray. Let the compass of your heart show you the way. Life is the greatest adventure. There is no map. There is no chart. But if you seek life's great treasure, follow the compass of your heart. More than gems, more than gold. One good deed's worth more than wealth untold. Come the end of your journey, at last you will know that great treasure you hunted, you found long ago. It's not diamonds or rubies or silver or jade. No, the treasure is the lifelong friends you've made. As the winds of their fortune propel you along, always steer to the right or you'll drift to the wrong. Help all those who need helping, no matter their size, for the compass of your heart leads to your prize. And then the chorus again, life is the greatest adventure. There is no map, there is no chart. But if you seek life's great treasure, follow the compass of your heart. Now, these lyrics have meaning and have direction to any of us. 
And funny enough, it has direction to the attraction itself. When Tokyo Disney Sea opened, the attraction was originally named Sinbad Seven Voyages. Um, the animatronics were basically the same, although Sinbad was someone a little older looking. He had more of a goatee, and, uh, and it was kind of a little darker version. Think of it more as it's a small world meets Pirates of the Caribbean. He was out to conquer and go against the forces of nature and go against the enemies at large and, and, and seek his, his, true, his uh, deserved treasure and so forth. It was really a little bit more about pillaging than pleasing. Uh, it was a little more about conquering than collaborating. As such, it, it really didn't fare well. And so, therefore, after a storybook revision, a story version revision in 2007, the attraction was then renamed Sinbad Storybook of Voyage. In fact, even the posters changed from kind of a stark contrast to a very colorful, playful um, version. And in this revised attraction, Sinbad actually appears younger and is joined by a new loyal tiger cub named Chandu. Again, I mentioned Chandu earlier. This, this, this tiger is kind of cute. And this version is where the new song was introduced by Menken and Slater. Um, in this version, Sinbad is given a hero send-off to sail the seven seas in order to support the village. They wish him well on his journey. In his pursuits, he helps others along the way, and in return, they help him. For instance, as Sinbad sets sail, he's warned by one of three wise men of rough seas ahead. As he gets into these storms, the mermaids save Sinbad and Shandu from the storms as he becomes shipwrecked. With a new boat, he saves magical birds of Rock Island from pirates trying to hack into their blades. Previously, actual pirates were part of his team. This has been completely changed. He's now saving the birds and the eggs of the birds. And because of his good deed, a magical feather is given to him from one of the birds. Uh, he frees and he uses it to then free a giant from his dungeon cell. And that giant, thrilled that he's been freed from the dungeon, rewards Sinbad with gold and treasure and, and goods. He then returns to a sultan. The sultan um, uh, provides musical, uh, enchanted musical instruments and gives them to Sinbad um, to, to go deal with a, a land that's been overthrown by wild monkeys. And he subdues these monkeys by using these musical instruments, having kind of a jam session and uh, and treating everyone to a boatload of bananas. So you see all these bananas piled up. Um, the whale helps Sinbad in carrying his treasure back home. He, he comes to this whale, and the whale takes him and sets him sail back home. And when he gets home in this grand finale, Sinbad shares his abundance with others as he returns to the village. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the heart of the story. Again, as you watch the video, uh, later, as you have an opportunity, you'll see how it kind of plays out. Uh, it's curious because those individuals seen as his adversaries in the original version of this attraction turn out to be his friends and advocates as he shows care and concern for them. He is heralded as he returns to the village with treasures, but he's emphatic about the fact that the treasures he brings are not nearly as great as the friendships he made a long life's journey. 
That brings me to, I think, souvenirs that you could take back to your own life, to your own organization, to your own experience. There are simply some powerful messages that can be applied. Ask yourself, do you find real value in the relationships around you? Do you treasure those relationships? How good are you you at getting directions from your heart or moving forward based on what your heart tells you to do? Are there friends that you need to reach out to when you're lost and astray and you need help? Do you work from a spirit of abundance or from a spirit of pillaging, of, of taking what you need? Who could be turned from being an adversary to an advocate in your life? And what are you doing to make your life your greatest adventure? As you leave the attraction at Tokyo Disney Sea, you see a sign in English and Japanese, and it says, goodbye, fellow sailors. Your friendship is a treasure. That's the message. Follow the compass of your heart and you find that the real treasure are the friends that you surround yourself with. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Please check out all our podcasts, some of which are Disney at Play and many of which are Disney at Work podcasts, where we make connections like we did on this one back to your own life, to your own organization, to the things you do every day. Know that we not only provide a show notes page for each podcast, but you'll find links to other posts we have and so much more. And while you're visiting our websites, be sure to access Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a complete guide. That guide includes a unique interactive map outlining everything that's happening in Black Spire Village. Details showcasing attractions, food and beverage, shopping experiences, and more. Insights to navigating your experience, whether you're visiting at Disneyland or Disney's Hollywood Studios. The guide is available when you subscribe to both our Disney at Play and Disney at Work newsletter. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like us, and share with others. It helps to get the message out to others and to let others know. Our Disney podcasts um, are not only unique in that we provide content to fans who love Disney, but we also offer through Disney at Work insightful ways that you can apply these same things back to your workplace or even to your own life. Ideas for following the compass of your heart. Why not create a little Disney magic in your job, in your life, in your work? Let Disney at Work show you how. We're a young website, but we bring decades of insights from Disney. If you like the content we're bringing to you, please subscribe, like us, and share with others on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please let others know so you they can benefit as well. Our video of Sinbad Storybook Voyage is available on YouTube, please subscribe to YouTube because every week we put out another, at least one video. We already have about 85 videos out there. And uh, and so there's a lot to see, unique things that we're sharing with you from the world of Disney. Well, this concludes our podcast. Thanks for joining us. Whether it's work or play, remember, follow the compass of your heart. 